Welcome to Bedtime History. Hello, this is Breck. Guess what, parents? Bedtime History is now available on Story Button. Story Button is the easiest way to listen to our show without using screen devices like your phone or a tablet. Story Button is like a radio that's built for easy listening to your favorite kids' podcasts like ours. And the best part is there's no subscriptions or fees to access the content. This week, save $10 and get free shipping when you go to storybutton.com forward slash bedtime history. That's storybutton.com forward slash bedtime history. Do you have a favorite rock band? If so, what's their name? Rock and roll has been around for over 70 years now and is one of my favorite genres of music. And tonight we're going to learn about one of my favorite bands and also one of the most famous rock bands of all time. They were named after a bug. Can you guess it? If you guess the Beatles, you are right. Isn't that a funny name? The Beatles came from very simple beginnings in England, but over time perfected their skills and became one of the most well-known and influential bands of all time. John Lennon was 16 years old, living in Liverpool, England, when he formed his first band with some friends at Quarry Bank High School. Their music style was called skiffle, which was a type of folk music influenced by blues and jazz. John Lennon and his friends named their band the Quarrymen after their high school. Around this time, John met a 15-year-old guitarist named Paul McCartney, who joined their band in July of the same year. Not long after this, Paul invited his friend George Harrison to come and watch the band. George wanted to join the band, but the Quarrymen thought he was too young. But after he performed the lead guitar part to one of their songs, they let George join as the lead guitarist. The group had plenty of guitarists, but they were missing a drummer. Through the next few years, the band would perform rock and roll music wherever they could find a drummer. When the Quarrymen went on a tour of Scotland with pop singer Johnny Gentle, they changed their name again to the Silver Beatles and eventually shortened it to the Beatles. The manager of the band, Alan Williams, arranged for the group to perform in Hamburg, Germany for three and a half months. They auditioned drummers and hired Pete Best to play for them, but they ran into some issues and weren't able to complete the contract. As the group continued to play in England, they became more and more popular, but were tired of playing the same clubs every night. In 1961, they met a local record store owner named Brian Epstein, and Epstein liked what he heard when the Beatles performed, and he convinced them to appoint him as their new manager. He worked hard to get them signed with a record label, but they were rejected several times as being behind the times as a guitar group. Eventually, Epstein was able to sign the Beatles to EMI's Parlophone label, and the group was excited to get their first record deal. The Beatles' first recording session took place at Abbey Road Studios in London in 1962. The producer complained about Pete Best's poor drumming, and he was replaced by Ringo Starr. Ringo was switched out for a few of the recordings, but would eventually become the fourth and final member of the band. Their first single, Love Me Do, was released in November of 1962 and made its way to number 17 on the charts. The song goes, Love, Love Me Do, You Know I Love You, 
I'll always be true, so please, please, love me do. A month later, the Beatles had their first TV performance on a new program called People and Places. In February the next year, the Beatles recorded 10 more songs during a single studio session to complete their first album. Their next single, Please Please Me, was received very well, and it reached the number one spot on almost every chart in the United Kingdom. The next few singles released from the album kicked off a streak of number one singles for the band. They would eventually see 17 of their singles reach the top position on the charts. The single called She Loves You sold 750,000 copies in under four weeks and held the record for many years as the biggest selling record in the United Kingdom. Their first album would spend 30 weeks in the top position. As the Beatles grew in popularity, they left home on their first tour. And as they became more popular, their fans became even more enthusiastic. The news called this Beatlemania to describe the screaming and cheering that followed the band wherever they went. People would run after their cars and chase them down the street screaming. They loved the Beatles and their music so much. The Beatles toured the United Kingdom twice more that year before heading off to Sweden. When they returned, they toured the United Kingdom again, and Beatlemania got even crazier, to the point that the police had to use water sprayed from hoses to try and control the crowd at one of their concerts. Needless to say, the fans loved the Beatles. Eventually, the Beatles made their way to America through Capitol Records and played I Want to Hold Your Hand on the radio in December of 1963. Yeah, you've got that something. I think you'll understand. When I say that something, I want to hold your hand. This song became so popular that it quickly sold another million copies in the United States and was a number one hit by January of the following year. The people in the United States were ready for what the news called the British Invasion. Soon afterward, the Beatles landed in New York, where they were greeted by a crowd of around 4,000 fans. They first performed on a TV show called The Ed Sullivan Show, which was watched by approximately one-third of the American population. At that time, this was the largest audience ever reported for an American television program. Their television performance was followed by concerts at the Washington Coliseum and Carnegie Hall, as well as another performance on The Ed Sullivan Show, before they returned back to England. Shortly after their invasion of America, the Beatles held 12 spots on the Billboard Hot 100 Singles chart, which included the top five. They also tried their hand at movies. They played themselves in a musical comedy called A Hard Day's Night, and they recorded new songs for the soundtrack. The next world tour in 1964 brought them back to America, and the group took an opportunity to take a stand on civil rights. Rather than play in front of a segregated audience, they refused to perform until the city officials would allow the audience to be integrated, which means black people and white people listening together. They also canceled the reservation at a whites-only hotel in Florida. From that point on, the Beatles included clauses in their contracts that required their concerts to be integrated events. The Beatles would go on to record a total of 13 albums and be part of three more movies. Although they continued to tour for four years, they had grown tired of the touring life and performing for their fanatical fans. 
They performed their last concert at Candlestick Park in San Francisco, California in 1966. The Beatles continued to write music and record albums and evolved their musical styles as they did so. Eventually they included strings, brass instruments, synthesizers, and even an Indian instrument called a sitar into their music. They weren't content to play the same music over and over. They wanted to grow and develop as serious musicians. As the influences of the group changed, their own ideas started to cause conflict in the group, which eventually led to the Beatles breaking up in 1970. The Beatles wrote many songs and influenced nearly any music that would come after them. If you ask someone familiar with their music about their favorite Beatles song, chances are you'll hear titles like Hey Jude, Let It Be, Yellow Submarine, Eleanor Rigby, Yesterday, Come Together, All You Need Is Love, and countless others. Be sure to take some time to listen to the Beatles. Maybe ask your parents about them because they might be fans. Some of the songs are very fun for kids, like The Yellow Submarine, Octopus's Garden, Obla Di Obla Da, and All You Need Is Love. Some of my favorites are Blackbird, Ticket to Ride, In My Life, and Here Comes the Sun. Do you like listening to music? If so, you should try playing an instrument sometime. Maybe you have a piano at home or a guitar. If so, ask someone to teach you some notes. This is the same way Paul McCartney and John Lennon started and ended up creating beautiful music that changed the world because of their curiosity and determination. Thanks for listening to this episode about the Beatles. Be sure to tune in next Monday for a new episode.